Boys Time Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And we're continuing in our series here on Truth Bites, just small little podcasts that are um, based on just things I'm reading currently. Uh, so these are pretty raw thoughts just coming out as uh, as I've kind of discovered it in my own um, times of reading the scripture. So uh, we've been in the book of John. We're going to stay in the book of John. And what I want to look at, John chapter 7, there's a couple interesting, there's one interesting little run of of verses here that uh, really kind of bring up some great questions. So it's John chapter 7, the context for this is uh, Jesus is being encouraged by his brothers, and I use the word encouraged almost jokingly here they're kind of they're kind of messing with them saying hey if you want to be a public figure you need to go to this feast Jesus says you guys don't know what you're talking about Uh, they go without him and then he ends up going up uh, to the feast as well anyway verse 12 here's interesting interesting thought here among the crowds there was widespread whispering about him some said he is a good man others replied no he deceives the people but no one would say anything publicly about him for the fear of the Jews. Now, here's why this stood out to me when I read it. There was controversy in Jesus' day about him. Um, And what's so interesting about that is today, we seem to work pretty hard to avoid, avoid controversy. We don't want to seem controversial. We don't want to be perceived as um, kind of outside the norm of what everyone else is thinking and doing. And for sure, not just for the sake of messing with people or not just for the sake of I just want to be different, I just want to be controversial. But what's interesting and fascinating to me is this is God himself and there was controversy surrounding him. And Jesus made statements in other places in the Gospels where he literally would say, um, no student is above his master. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you also. And sometimes we, we think persecution is limited to us just really being good people and people not liking that. But that, that's not necessarily what was happening with Jesus. He was saying things that was absolutely confronting people's perspe- perspective and paradigm of what God was like. He was, he was uh, interacting with people that, that you know, the spiritual leaders of his day thought, uh, you should not be interacting with those people. And so he's constantly challenging and upsetting uh, people's expectations. And so because of that, he has a reputation as a deceiver. I, I don't know if that strikes you as deeply as it strikes me, but I'm like, this is the God who is in fact truth. And he is viewed as if he is a deceiver. So, so guys, it, it makes me think we cannot just say, well, that person is different than what I believe, so they must be in deception. Hopefully, the, the gravity of, of what I'm trying to point at here is setting in. When God himself is viewed as deception, 
it brings up a lot of questions because deception is the thing we all want to avoid. And when God himself is labeled as a deceiver by humanity, what does that mean? What are the implications for that? Are there ways that we are wrongly perceiving who God is and what he's like? And therefore, when someone brings a thought that actually they can pull from the scripture, but it's outside the box of our normal understanding, we immediately label it a deception. Food for thought. Food for thought. Maybe, maybe truth actually just reveals where we believe lies about the nature of God, about his heart for people. Maybe if we're offended, we view through a lens of offense and anything that is outside of our understanding, we cut ourselves off from. Maybe that's why Jesus told the Pharisees, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you search the scriptures for in them you think you find life, yet you miss me. Because I don't know, it just seems like I am just very aware and sensitive in this season that we're so quick to write stuff off that we don't understand. Yet in the same breath, we talk about a God who is beyond our ability to understand. But it's so easy to get offended when God violates our understanding instead of recognize, okay, is there a place I can find in the scripture that validates what you're saying? If so, okay, is there something in my perspective that needs to be adjusted? Because guys, if that's if if that's not the mindset by which we approach reading the scriptures and allowing the Holy Spirit to actually guide us into all truth, then what happens is we'll read the Bible to affirm what we already believe. This is how slavery uh, was, in some people's minds, affirmed by the scriptures because there was verses in the Bible that talked about slavery. Oh, see, look, the Bible talks about slavery. It talks about masters and slaves. So therefore, it must affirm that what we're doing is right. But we forgot that there's other verses, honestly, sometimes within the same book or within the same Testament, New Testament, Old Testament, that talk about uh, there is no slave, there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no free, uh, or we're all one in Christ. And we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to break down our perception and give us his perception. Guys, if your perspective causes you to remove yourself from certain people because you are afraid that what they, how they think and what they do will taint you in some way that's unholy. I just want to remind us of what the scripture says. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5. Colossians 2 says, 
Um, when we were dead in our sins, God made us alive. He is so secure. He is so at peace. He is so confident in his ability to transform a life, to awaken a, a person to who he is and what he's, how he's designed them. And that doesn't mean that his holiness is constantly offended at people who don't live in holy that the reality is his holiness begins to fascinate people that don't live holy because guys here's the truth holiness is life-giving it's joyful it's peaceful it's how every human being was designed to live it's being it's people actually remembering and seeing and trusting in the god who designed them who made them who knows Living this way will be the most peaceful, restful, joyful way of life. And and when we realize sin distorts our view of God, sin distorts our view of others, sin distorts our view of ourselves, we're actually moved with compassion to love people who have no clue who they are, who God is, and what life's all about. So that was, that was a bit of rambling this morning but I just maybe my my final statement is this when you see something like John 7 and it says in his day that people thought he was a deceiver that he had a bad reputation of being a friend of sinners and tax collectors of being a a wine bibber and a glutton ask Holy Spirit what that means let him guide you into that truth because it's not, it's not Jesus sinning to be relevant. But it's Jesus made himself a man of no reputation. He, he was not trying to gain other people's good perspective and think, make them think he was, he was a, 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 a padded room with white walls. He wanted to get into people's darkness because he was the light and begin to shine and reveal the truth, the nature of his Father, the promise of the Spirit, the life of heaven. So let's let's let the Holy Spirit challenge us. Let's let him show us where we have wrongly perceived the nature of God. Because my concern is there's a world that needs to see something different, that needs to see God for who he really is. And sometimes what they get is a perspective of God that is so sterile that they have no interest. They don't realize that this God is in living color, knows them inside and out, and simply wants to let them know it's okay to come home. So, Father, we thank you for just awakening in us a desire to know the very essence of who you are and how you've woven us into your divine life, how by your Spirit we are participating in the life of the Trinity. 
Father, we ask that you would just continue to grow in our hearts a desire for people who don't know you to come to know you. God, may they discover you by your spirit, by your presence, through your word and through your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes, and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care. Mm-hmm.